Today on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are going to be asking the question, why does no one see our church Facebook posts anymore? You know, when social media first started getting popular, it was so, so easy for people to see your church's Facebook posts and personal posts, but now it seems like engagement is dropping rapidly. If you find yourself in this boat, you are not alone. So let's talk about the five reasons why people don't see your Facebook posts anymore. You ready? Let's go. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Just to give you the heads up, I have been giving you this reminder now for... Uh, what, four weeks now? Three weeks now? Something like that. But we are officially a month away from Easter. Not just a month, but we're less than a month. We are 26 days until Easter Sunday. So pastor, small church leader, I want to ask you the question, are you ready to go for the Easter season? And not just ready to go for the Easter season, but are your graphics even ready to go for the Easter season? You know, we've been talking about this on the podcast for a little bit, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But if you go over to our website, smallchurch.media forward slash Easter, there are two different graphics that we have created to help come alongside you and just give you some free, amazing graphics that you can use for your church for this Easter season. You can use them however you want. You can use them as Facebook ads, on the website, inside of the building. Shoot, you can even make a big old banner for the road <laughs> using these graphics. And if you do use these graphics, when you you know are in your worship service for the Easter season, or you have maybe printed some invite cards, I would love it if you shared those with me just so I can see how you guys use those graphics during this season. But either way, we are officially 26 days away from our favorite, favorite, favorite Sunday of the year, our Easter services. Last week, we talked about our, our pretty much, let's be honest, maybe the one specific Easter topic that we have talked about, and that was how to get your Easter website page ready to go. But the week before that, we talked with Chris Abbott, our buddy, we call him Abbo, about how we can use Facebook ads to engage our community. And the week before that, we had another interview with Dr. Jen Bennett about how you can be someone who is worth following. And I really hope and pray that you have enjoyed those conversations. But today's conversation is revolving all around why people don't see your Facebook post anymore. You know, it wasn't that long ago that social media was first created. <laughs> me being a millennial, some people look at me and be like, man, you grew up with technology, did you, didn't you? And the answer is, well, yes and no. I mean, I guess kind of. Like, I have always remembered colored TV, but I also grew up in the days where when we would travel on vacation, that we would have nothing to watch <laughs> for most of the car trip. But it wasn't until, you know, my mom bought that that little 13-inch TV with the built-in VHS, and we would put that in the car on top of some milk crates that we got from Dairy Queen, bungee corded that full together, and we were able to now watch shows. You know, I also had a Game Boy. I had these de other pieces of technology, but I do remember a time when technology did not run our lives in the same way that it does right now. You know, back in the day when you wanted to connect with somebody, specifically in your community or around the world, you had to pick up the phone and call. You know, I know a lot of people who have had pen pals back in my generation. In fact, if I remember right, I'll have to ask my wife. I think she had a pen pal for, for quite a while from someone who was overseas. But, you know, we used to write letters to people. We used to make phone calls. You wanted to get your announcements and your news, see what's going on. You would have to actually get a physical newspaper. Y'all remember those? 
I remember those. Get a physical newspaper to get your information. But now we are so interconnected with social media, which is both positive and negative, but there's no question denying the fact that our worlds are run by social media. And it wasn't that long ago when you were on Instagram and the way Instagram set up their feeds, which I think they reset this up now, but you would hop on Instagram, you would scroll through Instagram, and it was all set up by by the day someone posted and the time someone posted. It was chronological. So if you followed 300 people, you would scroll Instagram and it literally would have a pop-up that said, you have reached the end of your feed. You saw every post that every one of the people who you follow posted and then you were done with Instagram. Now there's the algorithm. Same for Facebook. It used to be where you would actually see pretty much every single person's post that you were friends with on Facebook. And if you followed certain businesses, you would always see their posts. But now... Facebook has an algorithm set up so much where you rarely see business pages that you follow their content. And the less you interact with people, the less stuff you see from Facebook. And as Facebook is constantly changing, they're constantly trying to build community around their platform. So the rules for Facebook have completely changed. And you might be sitting there as maybe a small church pastor or the communications director or a volunteer at your small church. Or, hey, we I know we even have some larger churches that listen and join in with the show, which is awesome. But you might be sitting there going, you know, we used to have amazing engagement for our Facebook posts. Not even that long ago. It could have even been during COVID. You had amazing engagement with your Facebook post. And just suddenly... And just recently, you have found yourself reaching fewer people, getting fewer likes, and getting fewer shares. So the question is, is how come people no longer see your Facebook post? Well, today I'm going to give you five very quick reasons. I'm not going to go super deep into each one of the reasons because I want to keep this episode lean, mean, and quick. But I'm going to give you five reasons why people don't see your Facebook post anymore and then what you could do about it in order for people to continue to see your post and maybe even grow your Facebook post, or not your Facebook post, but your Facebook engagement over this year. So here's five reasons, and the fifth one is my favorite. But the first reason of why people don't see your Facebook post anymore is because you don't treat your Facebook like social media. You treat it like an announcement board. You know, social media was designed to connect people and for businesses to connect with their followers. But so many times, I see so many churches, they use their Facebook posts, their Facebook pages just to basically use it as a glorified megaphone. Or not even that, some people just use it as a place to post their online worship services, but that's not what Facebook was supposed to be. Facebook is supposed to be a place where people are actually connecting with one another and finding other people with similar interests and similar hobbies and maybe create a community online that they never could have offline. You see where I'm going with this? So my question for you as a small church is, are you using Facebook like social media to find people and connect them with one another? Or do you just post content and pray that people want to find it and interact with it? Now, you know, it takes a lot of work to actually create some type of social media. And we'll talk about this a little bit of what, what are some types of posts you could do to create that sense of community around your Facebook. But here's the deal. If you're not using Facebook like a real person, Facebook notices and they hurt you. So remember how we talked about a few episodes ago of what your one church media goal for 2022 is supposed to be? 
It's supposed to be to humanize your brand. So the more you can humanize your Facebook post and treat it like a normal, let's just be honest, treat your church as if it was a person, the more likely people are actually going to interact with your Facebook page. So my question for you is how are you using your Facebook page? Are you using it just to tell people about things that are happening in the church or are you actually using it to create a sense of community online? The second reason why people don't see your Facebook post is because you actually haven't even trained your people of how to interact with your Facebook page. You know, we can tell people, hey, just follow us online, follow us online. We're on Facebook, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Snap, we're on YouTube, we're on Vimeo, all these different places. You can literally just tell people that you're on these places, but unless you train your people on how you want them to interact with your Facebook page, they probably won't. And so here's my question from you, for you as a pastor is, have you actually told your people, not just that you have a Facebook page, but what you want them to do with your Facebook page? Have you actually stood up there at the pulpit or during announcements say, hey, we have a Facebook page. We want to use that to reach and connect with more people that are maybe even invested in your lives. So we're creating content that we want you to like, and we want you to share, and we want you to comment on so that we can reach more people because the more people actually interact with your church Facebook page, the more it will pop up in their feeds. And you can have people in your, I know I'm talking really fast right now. (laughs) You can have people in your church who like your Facebook page, and guess what? They never, ever see your post. And you know why? It's because Facebook is watching how they interact with your page. And if let's just say Susan or Billy like your Facebook page, when they first like it, they're gonna see a lot of content from your Facebook page. But if they are not liking your post, are not commenting on your post and not sharing your post, Facebook will say, oh, they really don't care about community church. So you know what? If they don't care about it, we'll, we'll show them stuff that they actually do care about. Because here's the deal, right? Facebook wants to keep people on their platform because the more they can keep people on their platform, the more money Facebook makes. So if people are not actually interacting with your stuff, Facebook will bury your church's Facebook page. So my other question for you is, have you trained and are you willing to train your people on how to interact with your church Facebook page in terms of liking the post, commenting on the post, and sharing the post? And even church staff members, have you talked with them about it? Because there's so many times where there'll be church staff members who also don't like, comment, or share. Start with the leadership, work your way down, but actually teach and tell your people how you want them to interact with you on Facebook. The third reason why people don't see your Facebook page is because, let's just be honest, your content isn't shareable and it's not relatable. (laughs) You can tell people from the platform all day long, hey, like our stuff, share our stuff, do what you got to do, comment on it. But here's the deal, all right? If your stuff sucks, people don't want to share that. Because let's just be honest, if you're creating things and people are like, oh, I don't I don't want that on my Facebook page, or I don't really like the way that looks, or man, that just looks cheesy. I don't, I don't want to share it. People aren't going to share it. Now, let's just be honest, certain demographics and certain generations will post different things. You know, there's a lot of people at our church that are in the older generations, and they post more of the uh, comic book style memes, which I think, honestly, are just stinking hilarious. 
my generation, the millennial generation, we're all about the memes. At least we, at least we used to be. We love to post memes. So, you know, we like to share hilarious, funny memes. But as the generations are growing and changing in the incoming generation of Generation Z, and I think they're naming the next one Generation Alpha. I don't know. But Gen Z is, I should say, as millennials, we were all about mission and cause as well. Like, you know, Tom shoes, buy a shoe, send a shoe buy a tree, we'll plant a tree, Starbucks, if you buy a bag, we'll plant a tree. We are all about cause. Gen Z is all about authentic, real, relational community. So if you're not even creating stuff that is relatable or shareable, people won't share it no matter how hard you push them to. So my question for you is, are you intentionally creating content that people actually want to share or that they find relatable? The easiest way, I'm gonna give you a bonus tip right now, even before we get to the end of it, because I, I thought about waiting to get this to the end, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. If you have a quote that you would like people to remember from your sermon that you think is impactful and powerful, you can simply just make a, you know, a text status for your Facebook page, put that little quote in there, share that puppy. And if people also find that quote inspiring, they'll share that as well. That's just a freebie. All right. So, so far we talked about three ways why people are not seeing your Facebook posts anymore. One is because you're not treating Facebook like the way it's supposed to be social media. Number two, you haven't trained people on how they, how, how you want them to interact and continue to encourage them to interact. Number three, your content isn't even good enough that people want to share it or connect with it, or it's not even relatable enough. And the fourth reason why people don't see your Facebook page, see your Facebook post, I just combined Facebook page and Facebook post, didn't I? <laughs> but either way, the, the fourth reason is because you do not have a mission or vision for your Facebook page. You know that old quote? I think they've attributed it to a thousand different people. I've always attributed it to Winston Churchill, but it's the fail to plan, you plan to fail. My question is, do you even know what you want to do with your church Facebook page? Do you even want to know what you want to do with your social media? Do you have benchmarks for it? Do you even have goals of, okay, we want to have, like, we want to, like, right now, let's say our Facebook page has 75 likes. Do you even have a goal of say, we want to double that in the next year? We want to boost this to 150 likes. We want to get two times more likes on our posts. We want people to start sharing our posts more. We want to start and sharing more blog posts from other Christian resources and have people click on those. Do you even have a vision and a benchmark to grow your social media? Do you know how you want to use your social media? And because here's the deal, all right? When you create a Facebook business page, Facebook gives you some powerful analytic tools to see which posts are doing well, which ones are not doing well at all. And you can actually see right there in your stats how well your Facebook page is performing. But you know, you don't even necessarily know how to do something well if you don't have a plan and a vision and a purpose for your social media. We'll talk more about this next week because we have an amazing interview coming up with Chad Harms, who's a pastor of a small church who literally flipped their media vision. Now, he, not just social media, but just media in general, from being just what they just do to actually being a mission of the church and how they're reaching people like never before. So stay tuned for that. But at the end of the day, we talked about even what's your one vision for your social media and your media in general, humanize your brand. At the end of the day, you don't just have to have a mission and vision and how you're going to do it, but you probably should put some benchmarks in there as well. So that way you can create the vision around those benchmarks. But stay tuned for next week with that interview with Chad Harms. You are going to love it.
Here's the last reason, reason number five of why people don't see your Facebook post anymore. You know, this is a really annoying for many people, and especially for churches who don't have a lot of money in order to do this, but Facebook over the last couple years has transitioned into a pay-to-play platform. Now, what does that mean? Facebook will obviously, well, let's just be honest, Facebook's a business, right? Whether you want to be mad at them or talk about Zuckerberg and censorship and all that kind of stuff, that's a different conversation for a different day. But at the end of the day, Facebook is in it for the money. Now, yes, okay, they want to connect people. They want to create community. But if they make money, they go out of business. So Facebook, because people are so tied into this beast of a machine, Facebook is now able to say, okay, we're going to literally kill your engagement numbers. We're going to kill how many people see your post. And if you want people to see your post, now you got to pay to do it. If you want people to see your Facebook post and you're wondering, okay, why has it dropped? You could do all the other four things well. You can have a mission and vision, have benchmarks. You can create good content. You can train your people. You can treat it like social media. But at the end of the day, sorry, I have my sound on. So if you keep hearing dings from my MacBook, (laughs) I really do apologize for the notification bell. But at the end of the day, you can do everything right. And Facebook is going to kill your engagement numbers and also kill your reach because they want you to pay to play. What does that mean? It means that if you want people to actually see your Facebook post, you need to be prepared to start doing Facebook ads. And when you do Facebook ads, there's actually three different types of Facebook ads that you can do when you create your audience. You can create an audience where you want people who only, which this this is just fascinating, where you can literally pay money so that way every single person who likes your Facebook page sees that post. My favorite ad is, well, not my favorite, it's one of my favorite ones, is you can pay for people who are friends with people who like your Facebook page to see your ads. So like if you're doing some sort of event where you're trying to reach people and have conversations, let's say Billy likes your Facebook page. I can run an ad where all of Billy's friends, because he's friends with Billy who likes my Facebook page, sees my ad. Or you can do targeted ads based off of demographics, based off of location, based off of ages. But at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. Facebook is now a pay-to-play platform. And if you want your Facebook page to literally be at its top peak performance, you got to expect and you got to plan to pay for people to see your Facebook ads. You know, Justin Trapp from over from Ministry Pass and Sermonary, which those are both amazing resources that I have never talked about on this show, actually. He said that you have to respect the platform you're using and use it the way the platform is designed to be used. If you do the first four things, I can guarantee that people will start seeing your Facebook post more. People will start engaging with your Facebook post more. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that Facebook is now a pay-to-play platform. How, so here's the question. What are the solutions to basically make sure that your church doesn't become irrelevant on Facebook? One thing that you can do is, we've already talked about this, but you have to use ads if you want certain people to see certain things. Number two, which is what Facebook is also pushing really hard, is you can create groups 
inside of Facebook to interact with your church members. I know a lot of youth groups who have gone away from having a youth group page, and now they have a Facebook group for their student ministry parents, because here's why. Inside of that, it's a whole different ballgame when it comes to privacy in terms of posting pictures, because if you have a private group that only people are allowed in that you let in, you can post pictures on there, and it's not public stuff for for pictures. It's a completely different ballgame. When you post actual updates inside of your group, a lot of times, and Sometimes, you know, based on how it's all set up, people inside of your group may get a notification that you posted inside of that group. But even more than that, if someone actually joins a group, Facebook has flat out unapologetically said that if they are going to push groups so hard that when you are scrolling through your Facebook wall, and you know, scrolling through, it used to be called a wall, but now it's your Facebook feed, you're going to see more posts from groups than even do you do your own friends. So if you create a group for your church and you're posting and actively posting inside of there, the chances of seeing your, it's, uh, chances of your people seeing posts inside your group actually grows. Another thing you can do is just keep creating amazing content, keyword, create amazing content, and be diligent in just showing up. Number four, this goes back to, and I, I guess I you know, started talking about this at the beginning. I don't know why I didn't continue that thought with what Dr. Jen Bennett was actually saying is focus not so much maybe on your church's Facebook page, but you as a pastor, focus on your page because people are more likely to see posts from a person that they're friends with than a business page that they just liked. So what you could do as a pastor is create a lot of content on your own Facebook page and then share that to the church's Facebook page, or reverse, create things on your church's page and share it on your personal. But either way, what, what Dr. Jen Bennett was saying is be someone worth following. So when you tell someone something, they're ready to listen. Number five, the solution to how do you get around this whole Facebook at the pay-to-play platform is honestly, just do what Facebook wants you to do, which honestly is kind of sad. But just do what Facebook wants you to do, namely, show up on your Facebook page. And if you want, this is what Facebook wants you to do, they want you to go live on their platform. Every single page that I follow, when they go live, I instantly get a notification bell. I get a notification, hey, this, like I follow like five different churches because they're, you know, friends who are pastors of these churches. So every Sunday morning when I'm sitting in church, if I open up Facebook page, I instantly see five or six notifications of, hey, this church, this church, this church, this church, all these churches are live. When I'm, you know, during the week, if a church that I follow has a Wednesday night service, I get a notification that they're live as well. So maybe what you need to start doing is showing up live on your church Facebook page during non-church worship hours. And I believe we talked about this a lot over on the episode of how to start an online ministry for your congregation. I'm going to put a link in the bio, but I encourage you to go back to find that episode of how to start an online ministry for your church congregation. Because in that, we talk about what you can do to actually create really amazing live video content and how to get the content to do that. So those are the five reasons. These are the five reasons why Facebook, you know, why, I don't say why Facebook, but why people, you know, they just don't see your posts like they used to be. One of them is because you don't treat your Facebook like it's actually meant to be, which is social media. You treat it like an announcement board. Number two is you have not trained your people on how to interact with your Facebook page. Number three, your content is not shareable or relatable. Number four is you don't even have a mission or vision for your Facebook page and you don't have benchmarks on how you wanna improve that. And number five is just the name of the game. Facebook is now a pay to play 
platform. So here's some questions that I have for you. I have four questions coming out of these five reasons that I want you to ask, and maybe this can help even answer some other questions of just why you know people aren't seeing your Facebook pages anymore. One question that you want to ask is, do you want to provide value or entertainment on your Facebook page? Do you post memes, interaction content, spiritual hope, Bible verses, prayers, and you know, none of these things are bad, but the question to ask is, what do you even want to use your Facebook for? You need to be able to create things that are funny, that are uh, humorous, that are engaging, so that way when people actually, or I should say, when you want people to see certain things on your Facebook page, since they have already interacted with you on all the fun stuff, the chances of them seeing the important stuff exponentially grows. You know, at the last church that I was on staff at, Southside Baptist Church here in South Bend, the pastor's oldest daughter, uh, she's out of, I, I think, yeah, she's out of college now. She's getting her life together. It's it's super cool to watch her grow up. She was one of my first students to graduate out of my student ministry. She actually texted her dad one day when she was in college and said, Dad, um, why is Mark asking all these stupid things on our church's Facebook page? <laughs> Like, oh man, there was a while where I would just do like a little text update and then put a picture, like like the colored picture background on the back behind that question. And people are interacting with it like crazy. And I encourage you to do that as well. Like I would actually just ask questions of what's your favorite season? Or if you could bring three things to a desert island, what would you bring? If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Where is your favorite place to spend a Saturday free here in South Bend? I would just ask all these random questions, and she called her dad. Well, texted her dad. Let's be honest, because Gen Z doesn't call. She texted her dad and said, Dad, why is Mark doing this? And that forced him to come to my office and be like, Mark, why are, you're not using our Facebook page correctly. We're supposed to be posting stuff about our church, not these random stupid questions. And I said, here's why, Pastor. The more people engage with the fun stuff, the more they will actually see the important things. If you're using your Facebook page to build and grow a community and people are starting to comment a lot on your posts and more people are liking them, that will also tell Facebook, oh, hey, all these people are engaging with the page. There's stuff that's going on. Maybe we should start posting our share. Maybe we should start forcing this church's content to the other people's feeds who also like this Facebook page. So my question is, is how do you want to use your Facebook page? I think you, yes, need to provide value and spiritual growth and, and just encouragement, but you also need to remember that social media is supposed to be fun, so actually be fun on social media. Here's another question to ask. Do you even post on your Facebook regularly? Or are you like most small churches where the only time you ever post on your church Facebook page is when this church service goes live and when you need donations for something? <laughs> that happens quite a bit. Do you post on your Facebook page regularly? Because if you never show up on your own Facebook page, Facebook knows and they hurt you for that. Here's another question that you can ask is, do your people even know what to do when you post, which we talked about this, but have you trained your people to be quote unquote social media ministry, uh, missionaries? When you like from the stage, ask your people to share and interact with the posts that you do on Facebook. Take it one step farther. Ask your church people to leave a review for your church on Facebook because 
let's be honest, the higher people review your church, the more people, when they find your church face-to-face, they can be like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, people actually like this church, which will boost you up even more in the Facebook world. And if you want to take it one step farther, also tell your people to like and review your church on your Google My Business page. Well, I think it's actually a Google Business Profile now. I think it's just GBL instead of a GMB. I think they completely changed that. But here's the deal. Google My Business, If you remember we talked about having that in the very first episode, secure your church's Google My Business Facebook page, connect all the things, because as people also leave reviews for you on Facebook, Google will also take those and use that to boost your church on Google as well. That's just a bonus. So tell your people, yes, interact with your posts on social media, but also tell your church people to actually review and rate your church on Facebook. And here's an even bonus, another bonus tip for you, all right? Use the service time to do that. Say, hey, we're going to take a quick minute. We're trying to reach more people to our Facebook page. We're going to take just a minute. Everybody pull out your phones, go to the Facebook page, like it, review it, and leave a rating. And just like that, you're good to go. Another one is if you are actually using a you know podcasting hosting platform to push your sermons out to the world, and let's say your church sermons are on like Apple Podcasts, tell your people to also leave reviews for people there because you can use all of that as content for your church Facebook post. And then here's another question I have for you, all right? Do you even know which one of your Facebook posts do better than others? Because here's the deal. You can do so many different types of posts, but if you don't know what does well and what does poorly, you won't know how to change your strategy. So if you're creating a whole bunch of different posts and they are performing absolutely pathetic, why should you double down on that? Find posts that are actually working for you and start crafting and creating other different types of posts that are very similar in nature to what's performing well so that way you can constantly try to improve and grow and change. And here's the deal. I know you as a small church pastor, you're already sitting there thinking like, Mark, oh goodness, I don't have a lot of time to even prep a sermon. How on earth am I supposed to keep up with Facebook like this? You know, this is what's cool. Facebook has made it very easy for you to track all of these different things. You can use their Facebook uh, their Facebook business suite is what they call it, just on your phone. And I would say even, you know, just once a month, Saturday morning, twice or once every other month, just figure out a good rhythm and routine for you. But just have a time where you open up your phone, use this app or go on your computer just to, you know, facebook.com, check out your business stats while you're drinking your morning coffee and just ask the questions, what posts are actually performing well? Because you can actually see and track that super, super, super fast. For a little while, I was doing social media management for a company. Uh, I'll just say what it is. It's called Crossform Kids, crossformkids.com. Absolutely amazing resource that my buddy, who's a church planner down in Nashville, Ryan Coatney, has created just to help teach and grow Christian and raising Christian kids. That's what the whole purpose of it is, is raising Christian kids, crossformkids.com. He asked me the other day, he said, hey, Mark, which Instagram posts are performing well over the last month? Within, not a joke, five minutes, I got him a report and said, these ones are doing well, these ones are not doing well. So I said, all right, let's double down on those different styles of posts. And you can do that as well. So just do, uh, actually the easiest way is to go business.facebook.com. But you have to know which posts are performing well and which posts are not performing well and double down on the ones that are doing well. So you might be thinking, all right, Mark, this is cool. I like this idea. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) 
don't even know where to start. We want to start using Facebook well, but what should I do? Where should I begin? Here's the first thing you got to do, all right? First, you got to know where you are to know where you're going. So go on your church Facebook page, see how many likes you have for the page, see how many reviews you have for the page, and just see how many different types of posts you have going on in your wall. You don't need to do a whole lot of analytics to do this. This is just actually getting a general survey of what is going on. So you have to know where you are to know how to go to the next step. And then after that, let's say you look at your church Facebook page and say, okay, all I see on our page is the church live stream, and we have 120 people who like the page. Your next goal is like, all right, let's try to at least get one or two more posts per week so that way when someone comes to our Facebook page, it's not just a whole bunch of live stream feeds, but there's actual other content on the Facebook wall that people can see. And then the other ones can be, okay, we want to grow our likes and our follows to 150 now. Let's try to boost this up. Or if we're at 150, let's say, hey, let's get to 200. That means that in the service, you're going to start pushing people to like your Facebook page more. You're going to ask people to interact with it more. You might be using more Facebook ads to reach more people. Another thing you can do is create a posting schedule for every single week. And what's really cool is you can sit down over the course of like, you know, you can sit down at the beginning of the month and post your social media content for literally the entire month. All you had to do is use Facebook's built-in tools, business.facebook.com forward slash creator studio. If you have a church Instagram, you can also post for Instagram right there as well. But you can literally sit down one day and post out a whole bunch of stuff for the entire month. You can get like free uh, Bible verse graphics from the, you know, the Bible app from version. You can do, go that way. You can create a whole bunch of different posts inside of Canva. You can even create textual posts that are scheduled to go out later. However you want to do it, let's put it this way, okay? You can even, let's say you want to start doing this whole new segment where like, okay, we want to start sharing blog posts, not from our church, but from other resources just to encourage our people. You could literally just get a whole bunch of links from all these different places. Let's just say put them in an Excel document so it's easier for you to track, you know what I'm saying? And then one day, literally just go and say, all right, every Thursday for the next six months, we want to post a blog post. And you literally queue up these blog posts to go out, you know, you just do a quick little intro, put the link to the blog and just schedule it out for the next six months. You can do that literally in just the course of a couple hours. It just takes a little time, intentionality and effort in order to do that. But let's say you want to bite the bullet and say, we want to start posting every single day because the more you post, the more Facebook sees that. Here's the good general sample of what you can post every single day, all right? So Sunday, you already posting your church live stream. Cool, awesome. Monday, do your sermon outline. Very simple, just do your sermon outline. You can have fun and take a picture of it and say, hey, here's pastor's notes from this past week. Or you can do a graphic with the three thoughts and the three takeaways, or it can just be a text and say, uh, here's the five things we learned from Romans 1 about what it means to... Uh, I, I don't know, uh, worship God. Or or, or how, how, how about this one, all right? Um, what are the three truths we learn about Jesus from Philippians 2? And just go one, two, three, boom, you're ready to go. Tuesday can be an interactive question. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream and why? Where's your favorite place to visit in our community? Why? You have a thousand or you have a million dollars. What's the first thing you're spending that million dollars on? Just some silly interactive question for people to actually be able to engage with your post. Then maybe on Wednesday, you do a spiritual inspiration blog post from a different website. Thursday, 
I'm a big fan of this, but a sermon recap video from you as the pastor, a really quick video, portrait mode, and just say, hey, what's up? This is Pastor Mark from Community Church. This past week, we talked about this, and here's just a reminder from that. Or you can even say, hey, you know, this was an illustration that, that we used in our sermon. I want to show it to you again, or just do the illustration again. But just hop on video and actually do a quick recap of what happened in last week's sermon with an invitation to next week's sermon. Try to keep that sucker from like a minute to two minutes. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be super polished, but the lighting has to be good. And remember, the audio has to be good. Friday could be really fun because you could post a music video from a song that you're going to be singing that Sunday in service. You can go to YouTube, find that song, post on your Facebook page and say, hey, here's a song we're going to be singing this this Sunday during our worship service. We pray it blesses your heart right now. And then on Saturday, it can be a the whatever the main Bible passage you're going to be preaching on you know, tomorrow because it's Saturday. Make a post for that Bible verse. So if you're going to be teaching, you know, from the Beatitudes and what, you know, one of the specific Beatitudes, like blessed are the peacemakers, use that verse, make a post of it and say, hey, tomorrow we're doing a sermon based off of uh, Matthew 5. And then you'd say whatever verses you are. Here's one of the verses from what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. And just like that, you have a post for every single day of the week. Now, here's the deal. All right. It takes a lot of work to do social media well. <laughs> There's no question about it. It takes a lot of work to do social media well. And unless you do it right, people aren't going to see your Facebook post. you got to treat it like it's social media. Actually be social. And I didn't say this. I should have said this before. Uh, using your church's Facebook page, comments on other people's Facebook posts and like them. Be a human. Treat your Facebook page like it's human. Train your people how to interact with it. Actually make good content that is reshareable or relatable, even if it's not your own church's content. Make sure you have a mission and vision for your Facebook page and have those benchmarks on how you want to reach it. And remember that Facebook is now a pay-to-play platform. You know, there's so many reasons why people don't see your Facebook posts you know, as much as they used to. And it takes a lot of work and intentionality to continue to grow your Facebook page. But if you, you know, focus on these five areas of why people don't fall, like don't, you know, see your Facebook posts as much as they used to, try to implement some new strategies and come back and let me know if those new strategies worked, all right? But remember, at the end of the day, Facebook is a pay-to-play platform. And if you want to see your Facebook page grow, you might need to be prepared to use Facebook ads. But just like always, I just want to say thank you again for joining us on the Small Church Media Podcast. If you listen over on Apple Podcast Land, I would love it if you leave me a rating and review because that helps people find this podcast. Just by searching different topics, the more we leave rating and reviews for this podcast, same way it happens for your church, the more likely people will find this show. And if you're over there on Spotify land, make sure you leave a rating over there as well. And we says at the top of the episode, you have officially 26 days until Easter Sunday. If you have not gotten your graphics ready, go to smallchurch.com forward slash Easter to download a free Easter graphic to use for your church right now. It was a whole lot of fun hanging out with you guys for another installment of the Small Church Media Podcast. Come back next week for that interview that we have lined up with Chat Harms because I know you're going to love it because I already do. So until next week, take it easy. We'll see you guys later. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.